Yeah, I think when people have to confront themselves, it's a scary feeling just because it's hard to like kind of confront your thoughts. You have to live with yourself and that's really who you have to come to terms with. And that's probably the hardest thing, even though we may be resorted to our opposites in the world or we may talk to people that we have nothing in common with, we don't like or anything like that. It always seems like our real opposites are ourselves. This is Helene, and this is coming from the heart. And today we have Zane Landon in the house studio, Alexandra. Oh. So in a few moments, we're going to have a chat with him about all the different things he's been doing. He's a fellow podcaster. He has a very cool podcast called Positive, Positive Vibes. Vibes. And he also has a magazine called Positive, Positive Vibes. Mag. Mag. So anyway, so he's got a lot of stuff going on, and we are going to chat with him in a few moments. So... Yeah. Lots going on with the election. What oh. are we down to? I think it's... Every every day is a week, and every week is a month. I think it's 27 days, if my girlfriend Kamala said that last night. <laughs> and that's how I know it's 27 days, because clearly I did not count, but she counted for me. Less than four weeks. Yeah, so last time we were talking to everybody, we were talking about the shit show of the show, what we call that, the debate between... Trump and of course Biden and now now he has now he has COVID now Trump has COVID but now he's back in the White House and um, look we all we wish him well you know no one should suffer through COVID it's a horrible terrible disease and it's nothing you no one should ever go through it but you know there's a line that was kind of drawn in the sand between of course you know we want Trump to get well no one ever should suffer. No, However, of course not. the message that the White House is saying... Spewing, I like to say. Spewing is a good word. Mm-hmm. Is, is not the one that reflects how Americans feel and what Americans are going through. Not just Americans, the whole world. Hello, it's a pandemic. But to say that, you know, the virus is not that big of a deal, that no one, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of it, that's just not... Right, because how many people have died from this virus? You know, the Broadway star, I forget his name. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. His wife came out and talked about how hurt she was. And I'm sure because she has, you know, a platform to speak, she was able to tell the world how she feels. But I'm sure she's not alone with how she feels. That so. There's so many people that have died, so many people that are impacted. And, and, well, and to mm-hmm. say that now that there's a, a cure... I mean, you know what the scientific community is doing right well, now? Well, you're, you're part of that, so why don't you tell us what so, you think? So, this has never been done before in history, but publications, of course, have to cite where they get their information from, and now they're citing that Trump shouldn't be <laughs> Trump shouldn't be president because he is hurting the scientific community by disowning science. Well... Back to Kamala. What did she last, say last night during the vice presidential? Excuse me, Mr. Vice President. Mr. Vice President. And also, I have to just talk about the fly. <laughs> okay, my son and I were watching. You were watching somewhere else, and we were trying to figure out how to get the fly off the screen because at that moment we didn't realize if it was 
actually on his head or it was on our own, obviously, television set. And we all know that, of course, it was on his head. And I actually had to look something up about the fly because Mm -hmm. the fly, as a spiritual insect, it says, if you'd like to know, the fly has been known to represent lies, gossip, excuses, and anything that's dirty or impure. You know what? Um, So there you go. Wait, there's more. And the meaning of the fly also serves as a reminder that you reap what you sow. Perfectly said. So just saying that, you know, it's quite quite odd that the fly was buzzing around, and I think that's Instagram was blowing up with stuff about that. The meme that everyone was saying was flies eat shit. Yes, or right now... Yeah, I should, I should just shut my mouth about a lot of that other stuff. So anyway, what else do we say? Can we say before? Well, um, you know, again, like we said, politics aside, we really just hope everyone is doing okay, trying to get through this tough time. And we hope that this conversation with Zane brings some positivity into your life and that you are going to have some positive vibes during this episode because, as my mom will explain in a second, Zane really started this magazine because of the fact that he wanted to shed some positivity during coronavirus, a time where it might be a little dark, it might be a little scary, and that, you know, there needs to be some positivity shared within this world. And that's really what he's doing with this platform of Positive Vibes Mag. Initially uh, was, I'm just taking over here. Initially it was no, I don't a senior project. I was a senior pro- yeah, he and had the senior project he, at Cal Poly Pomona in yeah, Cali. Yeah, that's yeah. where he is right now. Yeah. He's a rising senior. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. so he had this idea because of the fact that he wanted to shed some light and positivity he made his senior project or the project in that class now a full-time job along with being in school. He has a full team and mm-hmm. and we commend him for, you know, bringing some positivity into our life and, you know, hopefully some positivity into yours. And um, yes. we're just so like honored to speak to him because yes, we, are. we really appreciate his message. Yeah. Well, as I always say, well said. Yeah, Positive Vibes is definitely something that you guys should check out. Of course, we will give you all that information. Of course, Alexandra will be yeah, later on posting away and so forth and so on with that. But yeah, I, I, I feel like Zane is an old soul. He's a senior. Actually, he's the same age as you. But mm-hmm. like when I speak to him, I feel like he's been here before with his insight and his, let me say, entrepreneurial skills that he just thinks so out of the box to promote the podcasts, to promote the magazine. And I also do have to share to our listeners that I will be writing some of articles for Zane. We actually had a really cool connection and... Um, we will tell you more about that when the article or articles are written. So I'm excited. So proud of you. Thank you. So let's, let's, this is a short intro because. It's such a fun conversation. Yeah, it's a fun conversation. We don't want to take away from what Zane has to share with us. So you guys all know what you need to do. Sit back. Definitely relax in this climate that we're dealing with. Have a glass of wine. Have two glasses of wine. Have one for me because I'm not drinking yet. And uh, so sit back, have the wine relax get and some positive vibes get some positive vibes you're just joining in with me tonight I am. and uh enjoy the conversation with zane hi everyone this is helene and this is coming from the heart today we have zane landon in the house studio 
He's a non-graduating senior at Cal Poly Pomona in California. So whoo, shout out to California. He started a magazine and podcast called Positive Vibes late in the month of May to help people find positivity and light during COVID-19. So welcome, Zane. Hey, Zane, what's going on? How's it going? Good. How are you both doing? Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we're so happy to have connected with you. I feel like positive vibes. Now, how did you come up with that? Because I do feel like we all need some positive vibes right now. We definitely do. (laughs) That was the main inspiration behind the project um, or the magazine and podcast series. So believe it or not, it started off from a college project. So I was in, I'm a communication major. And one of the things that we have to do is take copy editing, which is just, you know, what editors do for papers. And, you know, when writers have to write for journalism, you have to have the editors look at it, of course. And so we learned about that because that's just one of the basic requirements for the major. And so one of our final projects was to create our own publication. And they had specific guidelines that we needed to follow, like reviewing certain pieces that they had laid out for us and kind of like envision how those pieces related to our mission, like which is the publication that we created. And so I was really interested in creating a, like a scary story, urban legends, kind of unknown mysteries Uh magazine. Yeah. So that was my first thought because I'm really interested in that stuff. I love listening to like scary story podcasts and like unsolved mysteries. It's really interesting stuff. But (laughs) I looked at the, the instructions again. It was like it needed to be completely nonfiction. And I was like, okay, the route I wanted to go may not even go in that direction because I wanted to go into the unsolved mystery stuff. And sometimes it can go into the supernatural realm. So then I was like, "Um, maybe I'll switch gears on that. And so I did. I kind of went the total 180 and decided to do a whole positivity kind of magazine. And I had an idea like that a long time ago. And I was like, I wish there was more of a platform for positivity. So I drafted it. I ended up doing really well on the assignment, but... Despite that whole thing, I sent it to one of my friends who's an English major, Michelle, um, and I said, can you review it before I submit it? Just because she's like a grammar whiz and I wanted her help. And so she said everything looked fine. And I actually mentioned, I was like, this is kind of like an interesting idea. Do you think it'd be interesting if we like work together and actually like establish this? And then she's like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And like a lot of people really need like this kind of positivity, this kind of message. Maybe like people really need hope right now. And so... That's kind of how I got started, and that's has been picking up since. We started off with just this little document of what the mission is, and then the first thing we did was I created an Instagram account, which I still run, and we ended up making a Facebook, and then we had the website, and then we had little we had like one interview with someone who reached out. We did like one or two articles on stuff that we were passionate about, like mental health. That's actually what they the first two articles were about about mental health and creative writing because we both are interested in that. And then it kind of just picked up from there, including, you know, finding writers. We have a team of, uh, right now we just have two writers and one outreach person. We just hired some more people for interns and they're starting like next week. And um, that's really exciting too. And then we work with a PR firm right now that specifically goes into wellness and lifestyle and um, spirituality. We never thought that we would go the route of spirituality, but (laughs) lately a lot of our interviews have been people who are like mediums, channels, psychics, all these really interesting individuals. And so we've kind of rerouted to that. But I mean, that's not very different from positivity. It's just a different way of positivity. And so 
yeah, that's where we are now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was about to say, we're saying wow, wow, and wow. So my, my thought as you're speaking is your project became something that you obviously took and ran with. I mean, and I, well, I think what I was thinking is, did you ever expect it to go where it's now going? I mean, you know, it started out as something very academic and then it became, it morphed, there's the word, it morphed into this whole other thing. Now, the magazine did that, helped become the podcast. Helped become, yeah, thank you. Helped become the podcast. So are you surprised by the reaction? I mean, because this doesn't seem like it was your intention to even have this type of a podcast. Are you a spiritual person? Are you into mindfulness? I mean, tell our listeners a little bit about that. When I was like in middle school, um, maybe even like fifth grade, I was definitely, I definitely researched different things like meditation and spirituality. And at one point I was delving into that kind of stuff. And then I kind of just took a mental break from it. I never really got back into it. Really, I didn't. And so this opportunity has kind of ignited it again. And so right now I'm looking into different things now. And I think the project really brought up that spirituality passion I had a long time ago. And it, it's exposed me to different things that I didn't even know. I didn't even know what a medium was. <laughs> I didn't know what any of that stuff was. So I, yeah, I just, it helped me further research. But my family and some of my friends are very into that stuff. So I've always been kind of around it. Um, like my friend, my cousin, and my sister all do tarot readings, oracle cards. And so I've always been, yeah, I've always been like, you know, surrounded by that, but I never pursued it. And I still am not going to pursue tarot. Mm-hmm. I want to one day, but it just hasn't called to me yet. So I talked about that in a recent interview with Patty Negri, who is, she's actually a famous psychic. I kind of said that, like, I've been exposed to tarot almost like for a long time now, but I want to learn it. But at this point, it just... It hasn't called to me. I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but <laughs> what I mean by that yeah. is it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, because it's like, if it doesn't speak to you in that moment, then like, it's not suited for you right now, but your project spoke to you and that's what became what it is. So <clears throat> I think like big congratulations, like that takes not everyone in your class is where you are at right now. So just like wanted to say first off, congrats. Yeah, definitely. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, to answer your other question, I don't think I answered it, but no, I did not think it would take off like it did. I really didn't think, you know what? I really don't know what I was thinking. Like what I imagined when we first started it, I wanted it to become what it is right now. And I wanted to continue further. And I think that's happening. You know, we've connected with different people. Conscious Living, Public Relations is who we work with. We got to connect with Spirit Guides Media, who's, they kind of like, were like us. They have like a magazine. They're like a spiritual company. They've been, they've been around for a little, so much longer, but they're kind of the goal. So like one day, I hope we can become kind of like them. And then both of those companies are kind of working to create like a conscious spirit fest, which is like a spirituality festival. So we've been able to collaborate with a lot of different people and it's been um, exciting. And even if, the project doesn't take off like I wanted to. Well, I'm already proud with how far it's come into just me personally. The people I've been able to connect with has been like astounding. The connections I've already built. It's just, it's just such a great thing. And yeah, like I said, you know, it doesn't take off <laughs> the people I've been able to meet and connect with. It's been such a journey. And I think that's exciting. And that's the whole part of it. The whole positive mm-hmm. vibes thing. It's just, a. I think we posted recently that like on one of one of our postings, we said that positivity doesn't equal happiness. 
and that like happiness is like a state of mind and it's kind of like situational and positivity is like the philosophy and it's kind of like positivity is the journey. And so you can be happy at many times in your life, but you're not always going to be happy and recognizing that is being positive. And when you are at those times where you are in the gutter or you are, you know, struggling, as long as you have that positive mindset, think you can do okay. I think that's such an interesting point and perspective to, to have, because I think sometimes, especially on Instagram, like people like to show only the good things and people Mm -hmm. even sometimes with mental health are like, like, let's be positive. It's almost being shoved down your throat of just like, let's be positive that it's not allowing for the negativity or for like when you're Mm -hmm. feeling down. So I think that Mm -hmm. with your posts and like how you're cultivating your community to shift that perspective and say like, Hey, you don't have to be positive. You don't have to be happy all the time. But if you think in a way that maybe can lend you to happy moments and, and can maybe help shift the way you're thinking to be more open to opportunities and to things. I think, I think that's just so cool. I I really commend you for like introducing that to people. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm, I love it because that's it. We're not here for the toxic positivity, which I've, you know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've read about that kind of stuff and we're not being positive just for the sake of being positive to, you know, shield the thoughts that people have to create almost kind of like a safe space even though like our we want our platform to be a safe space not the way that like you said those platforms are where it's just kind of shoving positivity down your throat when it's not really it's kind of weird you know i think because people think of positivity not in the healthy way that they should like a lot of people think of positivity as being happy and being happy is the goal but it really is not i mean but being positive is the goal because like you said i don't consider something positive unless you unless there's something negative I mean, because of course, positivity can exist without the negativity. And so, you ha- if you're gonna if you're gonna want to be positive and you're gonna want to share that message, you have to, you know, acknowledge that negativity will exist and it will impact you. And so that's what we try to do. Like some of our postings will just be like, um, you know, here's our ways to love yourself. But we know that it's really hard, and we just encourage you to take it day by day and understand that this is a journey, and these tips aren't gonna like work right away especially when it comes to self-love that's like one of the hardest things people can go through and recognize and so we put the steps but people have to take like the initiative and they have to keep always working at it um i think even like a point we even said like we want people to be exposed to what we do and like our posts but i'm hoping one day that people can actually move on and find their own happiness because people can't rely on postings and messages all the time Uh, At the end of the day, it's like the self-empowerment. So with us, we hope people can take the messages, but then one day we hope that they'll take it for themselves because they can't rely on the external forever, if that makes any sense. (laughs) It makes so much sense. And you know what I'm thinking as you're speaking? I'm thinking about how lucky I am to have my daughter next to me doing this podcast because we started in June. You know, I had a journey. I had stuff I was going through. I needed to put myself in a, in a safe space, in a safe place, mm-hmm. um, mindset wise, body and mind, of course. And we've spoken to now we're up to about 17 episodes, I believe, Alexandra, 18, something 17 like. have been yes. uh, released. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So you're number 18. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, nineteen. Well, whatever. <laughs> We're recording a little bit ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit of ahead. But anyway, regardless of that, <laughs> I was just thinking about the different people that we've been so fortunate to meet because mm-hmm. Alexandra was my inspiration and my and my everything to get this podcast out there and. We're getting a little weepy here, but the people that we've connected to have such similar platforms to what you're saying. And what you're saying is so reinforcing to everything that has been said prior to you in, upper, in other episodes about what is what truly is happiness. Can someone else make you happy? Clearly not. And mm-hmm. we all have to feel crappy to know what it feels like to be happy, which Alexandra knows. I always say that. You have to have the dark to have the light. If you're, yeah. and that's so completely unrealistic to think that the glossiness of Instagram sometimes about you know that being happy and having these great pictures and great poses and these wonderful places that people are going, although no one's really going anywhere right now with COVID. Well, you know, well people sort of are kind of getting out there a little bit more. But my point is, is yes. that specifically that you've launched this and we've launched ours during COVID, where people have just had to shift their minds to the day-to-day and what makes you happy day-to-day. I mean, one of the people we had spoken to talks about just, you know, your daily routine, being grateful for certain things. And I really feel like what defines happiness? How would you define happiness? Huh. Let's see. Sorry. <laughs> that's no, 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 no worries. It's no, that's great. Um, something to really think about. And it's, it's definitely a very hard question. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it's had philosophers talking for centuries on this, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think, I think happiness is, it's hard to define because I think it's what you make it. Like, I think it's, of course, I think happiness and all emotions are going to look different for everyone. And I think that happiness needs to be defined by the person. So with my definition of happiness, I would just think it's, I think it's looking beyond what's happening. So whatever's happening in your life, that's making you feel a certain way. If you do feel happy or if you feel stimulated Knowing that there's more out there and that there's more to explore is the answer. I know that sounds kind of weird, but what I mean is like, like no, you said, people, mm-hmm. yeah, like people, you even said yourself, people can't, people can make you happy, but I don't think you're necessarily spiritually happy yourself. I think you may necessarily be stimulated. And I think that you can be in mm-hmm. a core of people who do spiritually enlighten you. And I think that they're on the journey with you but i think that at Mm -hmm. the end of the day they're really just stimulating you and then when it comes to the end you have to live with yourself and that's really who you have to come to terms with and that's probably the hardest thing even though we may be resorted to our opposites in the world or we may talk to people that we have nothing in common with we don't like or anything like that it always seems like our real opposites are ourselves it's not that sounds um that's really weird, but like when you look in the mirror, no, I like you, yeah, you, that. Mm-hmm. yes, the only opposites in the world is yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Something to think about, Alexandra. Um, didn't we don't want to cut you off there, but we no worries. <laughs> no, I think it's an interesting way to to spin it. I say, you know, and 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 getting back to my question of define happiness. Um, no one can ever make you happy. Clearly you have to make mm-hmm. yourself happy, but yeah. also what I also like what you said is when you surround yourself with people that you feel energized by, and we all know mm-hmm. what that feels like. People yeah. that you sort of, I feel that that's just, that's just electricity. You know, you meet someone and immediately you have this bond, you have this relationship and then you meet other people and not so much. 
But I really feel like it depends upon your career path. I don't think that it's, I think it's an impossible thought to think you could be happy all the time because we all know that. I mean, if you look at little kids, they have their moments. Well, I think though, to go back to what you said, or my interpretation of happiness is being present, being in the moment. But Mm -hmm. I really like the fact that you said the people that enlighten you and the people that kind of give you that electricity, because we all know that it's when you're surrounded, like you were saying, by the people that make you happy, you do, you do feel happy. And, but also to comment on when, when you were saying that you look in a mirror and you have these opposites that contradict within yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like the yin and the yang, you Absolutely. know, it's mm-hmm. like you yourself, like, cause I know you're, you, you talk a lot about mental health, like you yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you feel the happiest, but you can also make yourself feel like the shittiest. You're mm-hmm. your own worst enemy at times. Yes. yes. How do you feel about that? Mm, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think that, yeah, I think when people have to confront themselves it's a scary feeling just because it's hard to like kind of confront your thoughts. Last night <laughs> I was at um, a small gathering and with my family and we decided to do like a little tarot reading. And for me, it's been since, I don't know, since my friend first read me like maybe a year ago or even a year and a half ago. And every single time I've gone like almost exact same reading to this point still, it's always been the like, inner emotions, inner demons, self-care. It's always been very problematic for me. And I've been having to learn how to deal with it, trying different methods. And I think that the Positive Vibes magazine and the and the podcast series is taking me on the right direction. And I think that's great. And I think meeting different people and hearing so much different insight and sharing my perspective on, you know, my experience with mental health. My whole family has experience with a lot of mental health problems. And so it's great to share the platform and know that there's more than there's a lot more people out there. And really, I think it's not abnormal. It's really not. It's not a not normal thing. I mean, the second most causing death for college students is death by suicide. And mm-hmm. yet we're still in like a bubble and we're still being not really exposed to this stuff. Like even, yeah, there's even still such a huge stigma with mental health. And it's it's unfortunate because it was like, what is it? I am totally not sure. It's either one in four or one in five adults have a mental illness, something like that. Mm -hmm. And that is just so many people. And yet we're Mm -hmm. still not exposed to it as we should be. Mm -hmm. So I know we shifted to mental health, which is still great though. But yeah, that's a lot of stuff we talk about. And a lot of our guests and people we interview all focus in that. And I think that's great. I think we're seeing like a movement for mental health and it's exciting but it's not, it's exciting to see a movement, but you know, it's not always going to be sunshines and butterflies because mental health is scary. And even like a lot of people who are mental health advocates, I mean, they may personally know if they do have mental illness, but for the ones who are just like allies and stuff, but even if you do have mental illness, you haven't experienced all of them, or you never, you maybe haven't, you know, had an interaction with someone who has a certain mental illness. It can be scary. And sometimes it can be very problematic. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you even have to take yourself out of situations because it could be bad for you. And that that's where it gets really hard. And I know it's going to get, you know, I'm getting like in a complicated like conversation here and kind of difficult, but. No, I don't think so. No, I I think it's important to talk about and Mm -hmm. to shine light Mm -hmm. on. And I Mm -hmm. go back to like college students. I think that what would be really amazing is that 
if mental health could be implemented in school curriculum mm-hmm. from like an early age mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. exposed to, you know, being aware of symptoms and mm-hmm. being able to know like when to talk to someone and how to talk to someone. Absolutely. I feel like mm-hmm. you're doing a great job with promoting that. And, you know, there is this movement within the social media world to get that out there, but mm-hmm. it's like, that's only so much, you know, that we really need to like have more education and resources put upon that. But, um, I want to, yeah. Well, I was just going to comment on what you just said, Alexandra. And I, I think, wow, that was a really great statement because I taught grad school. I actually taught international students and that's a whole Mm. other ball game. Some of my Mm -hmm. students listen to podcasts and, you know, for them specifically, when they come to the United States, the, Mental health is not addressed in so many different countries. And I think only now it's sort of a breath of fresh air that it is actually finally being focused upon specifically at, you know, many universities, specifically where I was teaching that, again, it was not clearly part of the curriculum, but it definitely should be thought about maybe in the nearest future to be, you know, an elective that a freshman has to take is, is part of the mental health portion. And I think that universities definitely need to take a look at that specifically based upon the suicide rates. I mean, Alexandra knows that um, I had situations where one of my students unfortunately did commit suicide. And he was one of my grad students that I had had in a previous semester. And it was just horrifying because so many come to the universities and they are having a really tough time transitioning and so forth. So not only, of course, are in the United States of Americans, you know, students, whether it's a grad student, but also the international students too are having issues with it as well. So mm-hmm. I think, wow, that, yeah, I mean, hopefully university could, could somehow put that into the, into the package. I know that classes and schedules and curriculum are going to greatly change after COVID, specifically with students that have gone through COVID. Not only is it the physical part, but it's also also the mental health part of that as well. So, um, and you mm-hmm. are doing such an amazing platform just to bringing this to light. It's so, it's, it's great. I mean, I, you know, I hope that you guys definitely grow with this and more people can know who you are so that they can get some positive, you know, vibes from you guys. No pun intended. <laughs> no, um, yeah. great. No, I agree. Um, but aside from the university, I wish that mental health was implemented K through 12 because especially mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I've never really talked to anyone about that, but I, I can't imagine what their like excuse would be not to, cause like you have to teach mm-hmm. health. Well, I had to learn health and like, that was like yeah. one of the, that was one of the classes I had to take to graduate in high school was taking health mm-hmm. and learning about contraceptives and sex education Okay, if we're going to talk about health and we're talking about bodies, um, we do have something in our body called a brain. (laughs) And so, which has been ignored, which has been completely ignored. Yeah, it is. And so I would love if K through 12 implemented that. And like you said, I think it's great that social media is, you know, expanding its reach and Mm. influencers are bringing this stuff up that's still a niche people. And so the education Mm -hmm. would be the most important. And even, and even if, these influencers are um, spreading the message. Sometimes it's not the right message and sometimes it's not the best message. But if a curriculum was actually created by thoughtful leaders in the mental health community, it could be the best information to go to, to young kids. And especially since young kids are so impressionable and a lot of influencers yeah. unfortunately do have a bad mark and a bad 
influence. And so sometimes it's good that mental health is being spread, but sometimes it's not by the best people. Yeah, I think too, also, well, when I made that comment, I actually was thinking like K to 12, mm-hmm. because it's like, okay. you're oh. in these classes and you have to do all these mm-hmm. things. But if you're not taught, it's like you, you're taught like basic things like, you know, well, now I'm thinking like everyone should wash their hands. And like, that was taught well, me a little hygiene, hygiene, hygiene and, like, <laughs> you know, Stuff like yes, that. absolutely. Well, I was just thinking what you, to segue a little bit with what you, Alexandra, I taught elementary for four years. I taught kindergarten mm. through eighth and um, second language. And I have a lot of the international students, but the little ones, part of my curriculum really was with them was about feelings. How do you feel today? I mean, let's start about feelings and emotions and, and, you know, starting from that kind of going up in a, in a, obviously in a mature manner throughout the grades and curriculum is always being revamped constantly. So hopefully some educators out there are listening, are listening in and we could tag some to say, Hey, you know, pay attention to this. And also too, I don't know if it's the same in your school's um, syllabus, but every syllabus that I get always has the if you're having like a tough time, like go to CACs, go to counseling, right? But like, mm-hmm. then you have these professors that are inundating you with work and don't really care about your, mm-hmm. your mental health and don't really care about your well being. And they're just doing it to have a check mark of the university's policy, which is pretty much an oxymoron. Yeah. yeah and so. definitely. And so, yeah, no, I totally understand that because there are definitely professors that really don't care. And it is unfortunate. And that's, what can create kind of like a havoc in some of these people's lives, especially when they're bombarded with all this work. But also the thing that the education would change is that people don't just go to counseling when they absolutely need it. Because unfortunately, sometimes it's really hard to get an appointment, especially at CAPS at different universities. Sometimes it takes weeks to get an appointment to actually talk with a counselor. And so yeah, I was, right. I was so what I'm saying is like, I wish people would be able to, check their mental health more often until it's like at a crisis and then they may not even get to see a counselor and it becomes even worse. And like you said, it's not even just education, it's the education and also just shifting the culture in a way that people are constantly checking their mental health all the time. And that would be ideal if people were always self-caring and always checking on their mental health all the time and not when it's, you know, at the, at the, at the worst moment. I think that's such a crucial point. And like, to not go when you need it the most. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, well, it's like taking Advil when you've had a headache for a really long time yeah. or Tylenol, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not that I'm pushing drugs. It's kind of like you need the, you need the, the medicine bef- like as it's approaching, not like hours later. Or even when, yeah. but even when you're feeling, or even when you are feeling okay to check in, because I think post COVID world, our okay. mental health is going to be so out of whack. And I think though, with America being so, we're a capitalist, you know, society. We care about our work. We care about, you fast know, fast paced. You thinking? Yeah, very fast paced. And and I think that yeah. hopefully there needs to be a shift. But who knows? Like, who really knows? I, like I said, I think that your podcasts and hopefully ones that are similar, and people can get, you know, know that there's other platforms out there to support. But I think the day to day is the day to day you know, depending upon, and also I was just going to bring up your work environment, you know, corporations, institutions. Um, I believe some, not all do have a mental health component. 
but mm-hmm. it's almost like when you are in dire need to, you know, to see someone, that's kind of like when it all happens. And I like what you said, Alexandra, it's almost like you need to have like often back in the day before virtual world, you need a mental health day. Like, remember that? Oh, I need a mental health day. I need to just take off the day. And people would be like, oh, my God, that's such BS. But no, it's not. Because, you know, and if you look at countries like in Europe, they have such extended, as we reference it, holiday as compared to here in the United States. You know, depending upon if you're in a higher level position corporately, you would have more vacation time. But I also feel that, you know, people that don't have those types of positions that are you know, working all different types of jobs, blue collar jobs and white collar jobs and so forth, where you don't have time to take care of your mental health. You just don't have that time. You're working, you're supporting. It's kind of really maybe unrealistic. So what would you say to a population out there that just, you know, doesn't have, let's say, a mental health day, maybe mental health moments? Uh, You know, if you really are working for an employer that really doesn't care or doesn't take mental health in consideration that's such a hard question because i don't want to say like get a new job because that's like the most difficult mm-hmm. thing right especially right now that would be mm-hmm. like ideal like oh i really wish you can find a better work environment but i think at that right. point i have no idea what the working conditions are if it's talking to your boss that might not even work talking to hr mm-hmm. asking if there are mental health options or even just giving yourself giving yourself strategic breaks throughout the day just Right. You know, people don't even do that. They don't even give themselves a break throughout their working day. And it can be very stressful. And I right. think, I don't know what the reality is for some people, but especially since I'm not in their shoes, but I wonder, I really hope it's not where it's so difficult. For, I mean, actually, you know what it is? It's so difficult for some of these people working because some of their employers, you know, really don't care about that stuff. Or even the company doesn't even have the luxury for people to take mental health days off because they're so small or something. Mm-hmm. It's like there needs to be... Mm-hmm. A flexibility because from a business standpoint that doesn't make much sense to me and like when it comes to mental health days because if your employee is not fully present production will not be at its peak and it won't grow as it would if your employees were you know fully present so from a business standpoint mental health days do actually make a lot of sense for me because if they don't take mental health days and their mental health is getting worse along the line, your company is just going to do worse. And so do you want immediate results now or do you want a cultivation or a culture of care where your employees are feeling, you know, nurtured and they create the best work and they're motivated to create more work, which also means employer branding. People are going to be hearing about your company more. They're going to be hearing about what what a great environment it is. You're going to get better hiring. So it's all like, just like it's all about the organizational culture, which is funny because that's like a huge (laughs) theory in communication. But it's just super important right. because if you don't have a, a positive or healthy culture, you're going to have very talented people not work there. And that may not be the best for your business. Like I was even talking to some people from Google recently about how um, they just do, they just can take mental health days off um, and their teams are usually okay with it. And that sounds amazing. But also, you know, Google has kind of the luxury to do that because they're so big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it gets yeah. kind of tricky for companies that maybe do care about mental health, but um, mm-hmm. it's just hard for them if they're very small or if they're, you know, I don't know, it can get kind of tricky, but I'm a huge advocate for mental health days. I want them. <laughs> I like, I love it when people can say that they can take a mental health day and their team is like Absolutely. understanding. I yeah. just, I love that. 
You know, it's so odd. As you were saying Google, I was thinking Google because I was thinking that I know there's certain companies out there, clearly probably not my husband's company, but certain companies out there like Google who do those types of things or have those types of opportunities for their employees. But, you know, not all companies out there are Google, you know, mm-hmm. and also what I was thinking as you were speaking is about what about the healthcare workers that are out there? What about yeah. the doctors and what about you know, not even anyone in the healthcare industry, but also about the frontline people, teachers. like teachers. Gosh, like what's with that? Like, you know, mental health, they definitely need to be, you know, taking some moments. And as you were speaking, I'm thinking, well, maybe, you don't, maybe clearly, a, you know, a mental health day, if you can't get that where you're presently working, what about mental health moments, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the day to take some time for yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just look for different ways that you can, practice self-care at home if it's trying something new like meditating i know meditating is not for everyone but then there's yoga or if it's even just taking like a 15 minute nap things like that and some people have to really find what works for them which is again that's the whole like you know individual happiness individual positivity you have to find what works for you um and people can only tell you what they do so much and eventually you have to find what works for you and i hope you can because i i would hate to see people you know in this system where they eventually just lose inspiration and motivation and that might not necessarily be anyone's fault i've experienced that where you know like even my classes are okay and everything's going well but i still feel this lack of motivation especially during right now i think it's good to recognize that and eventually try and get out of that (laughs) because it can be kind of it can be damaging uh, i definitely go to it's burnout culture you know it's like it's to the of to the point where you just can't like mentally refresh and and think clearly because you're just so exhausted and it can be so hard when you get when you (laughs) when you reach that burnout stage it's almost like so hard to come back from it um like a point of no return of course there is a point of return but at that point you're just like i'm so burned out and uh, i don't know how to gain inspiration again and i think when it comes to that you just kind of remind yourself of your morals and why you do the things you do and so if you are working for like maybe a healthcare advocacy group and it's just so much and you just need to take a break or you're just so burned out with everything you do just remind yourself that i'm doing this for the betterment of everyone um i started like if i get burned out with positive vibes mag or magazine i could tell myself this is why i started it and i want to continue and i have the support i need if i do need it i don't know if that makes any sense (laughs) no it does my mom reminds me of that all the time of going back to why you do something whether it be whatever, you know, project you start with, being in school, a job, going back to the root of why you even began. So I wanted to ask you, you've created such an amazing thing in such a short amount of time. Where do you want to see it go? Oh, um, I I just want to see more people. I want to see more people coming to us, reaching out to us about being interviewed, sharing the stories that we don't get to see, that we never get to hear about. You know, we never hear from mediums. We never hear from artists. Really, I don't. We don't. I don't hear that many. But you know, you could say that it's a niche, and it, I think it's a niche. But also, it's. I just. I don't see it as mainstream. There are definitely positive news outlets out there, um, but they kind of focus on certain things. And for us, the reason why we kept positive vibes so broad. I know we talked about spirituality, but it's really not that. That I mean, we have someone who is a life coach and experienced death from a very young age, and. They've come out of it 
as a powerful person. And then even a mother who lost their daughter at age five to a terminal disease, stories like that, they may not even wow. necessarily be spiritual. Um, and then that's okay. I mean, we have an artist who reached out who wants to, you know, share with us their EP on the music they created during COVID. And I think that's great. I don't think there needs to be a set. I think with a lot of magazines, they are set in like, oh, fashion or lifestyle or entertainment or whatever it is that they focus in. The reason why we kept it so vague is because positivity is not for a select amount of people. It's for everyone. And so we wanted to create a platform where hopefully with all the stuff that we come out with, that at least everyone can resonate with some aspect of it. And that's why we have a lot of different platforms. That's why we have the podcast, the YouTube channel and the magazine um because not everyone's interested in reading <laughs> and so that's why we came up yeah. with a podcast so for some some of our guests we do a podcast and the written interview and some of them we're just going to do a podcast uh our second episode with taylor who specializes in substance abuse that was a really cool conversation we didn't do a, like a magazine feature on them but it was still it was such an amazing conversation and i learned so much from them and like I said, the the connections you make doing this. And it's funny that y'all started in June because we started late May. So we really started mm-hmm. very similarly. And I think what's great about yeah. COVID is I know a lot of people think of COVID as such a bad thing. And, you know, of course it is. I'm not saying that it's not. But I'm saying, you know, people that have cr- been able to create something during COVID-19 is such an awesome, almost like a rebirth experience for some people. I think that's amazing. I think that although COVID has taken so much from so many people from everyone almost everyone's been affected by it i think that it's created like a wave of people creating like something great and positive for people in the world and even though it's such an unfortunate tragedy i think that covid was almost meant to happen i know this doesn't sound weird but it's like i feel like covid was meant to happen to settle people down to kind of reflect on the world where we are and the things that we need to change now. I know that sounds really weird. I don't want to sound like <laughs> super religious because no, like, that kind of can sound like, oh, this is Noah's Ark. No, I'm not really saying that. I'm just saying that I think the things that have happened happened for a reason. I think this happened because the world is such in shadows and darkness and that it needs to rebirth somehow. And so I think this was kind of like a second chance for the world to be better. And I hope people, but it's still on people. I mean, things can happen for a reason. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I hope that after COVID that the world shifts in such a, in a positive light. But if it doesn't, there are still people that have been inspired by this stuff. I'll just say me. I was inspired by how people were feeling. Not that I was like, oh, I'm so happy and inspired that they're feeling down. More like I'm inspired to help people and spread a message that people may need during this time. So yeah, that's kind of how I feel about COVID, even though it is so unfortunate and it's such a sad time, but I think that positive thinking is important. And I know it's hard for people to feel positive right now, but if they don't, the COVID-19 situation is going to get a lot worse for them and they're going to feel a lot worse. There's even like a quote from a TV show where they said, in like the worst of times, you only give yourself hope. And that if you personally don't give yourself hope, it's just going to get a lot worse and you're going to sink into like despair. And that just sounds so sad. And so I know some people who are in that mode right now of despair. And so finding hope is within themselves and I hope they can find it. And that was the main inspiration for this magazine. Wow. That's so beautiful because I think 
my mom and I have talked about like, what has COVID done? Of course, like you said, the tragedies of the millions that have died Mm -hmm. is beyond terrible and, and, and horrific. But for those that have, you know, been able to stay home and, you know, like what has that created for people? It's a time of reflection. You know, no one, you wouldn't see people walking in their neighborhood, cooking dinner with their family, you know, spending more time with their family, maybe seeing some friends that they haven't and evaluating how they, they're working, how much time they spend on the subway or whatever transportation they use, how long their commute takes, you know, the day-to-day tasks that you think are so normal became a halt. And so in a weird way, we definitely agree that it's given time for people to have introspection and to figure out, is this the life that I want to be living? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think actually what, you know, well said with what you were saying as well. And Alexandra, the silver lining, that's what I think to myself, you know, well, it's true. It's always the silver lining of a situation that was horrific and we all know it was horrific and and it still is and and continues to be hopefully our next election. As I drop Mm -hmm. my voice and pause, will be changed for that, for the better. And, uh, you know, people can resume lives. But I do think that, again, your podcast, our podcast, your magazine, and other people out there who who are really, truly doing some really great, amazing stuff during a just really crappy, horrific, horrible time should definitely get an accolade to say, wow, good for all of us. So, and it's been so wonderful to talk to you because you definitely are a light of shining beam on a crazy scenario of time and also of what you're doing and contributing to so many people that definitely need to hear some positivity. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> that really sums okay. it up. Um, yeah. We just want to wrap up with you with our final segment. It's called heart to heart. So we know that we've spoken to so many people with your interviews and your podcast. Um, has there been a conversation that you've had with someone that has changed you in some way? You know, I gain, I gain something from everyone I talk to for sure. Everyone has such a powerful insight. And that's what I think is like so beautiful about the world is that we focus on like so many things or the news or certain events, but it's just like we forget that to the core of humanity, people have such a power to them and what they give and everyone gives such everything. Everyone gives such a unique experience to anything. And so when I talk to all these people, I get so much from everyone and it's just amazing. It's like, there are like seven or 6 billion people in this world. And even talking to this 10, I feel like very insightful and I feel, you know, super inspired. And I will say that specifically all the interviews have been amazing, but (laughs) not playing favorites, but I had an interview recently that we released last week with Amy White, who is a medium a channel, a spiritual healer. She is a jack of all trades. She does so much and she is an incredible person. But yeah, we were talking about mental health and suicide. And throughout the interview, I felt like such a strong connection to them. And I just, oh my goodness, like talking to them was so enlightening. I don't know. There was something about them that was just so amazing. I mean, I couldn't, it's hard to explain. It's just like, they had like such a powerful charisma to them and the way they spoke and how elegant they spoke and just the words they use 
and just their experiences. So like when I even like shared my insight, I was shaking a bit. Like I was like, I was kind of shaking a little bit when I was talking to them. Cause I was like, Jesus, like this exchange between us is so powerful. I feel so like inspired by, by Amy White. And then even after the interview, I kind of sat for like half an hour, just rethinking the whole, or not even a half an hour, probably like an hour. And still now rethinking that whole entire conversation and how it was just such a huge blessing for me and she really enjoyed it too and I really hope that she got out of it as much as I did and I'm just so excited for the future because like this is Amy White even though she is a very special person is one person and so the others I'm going to be able to talk to I can't imagine what I'm going to be learning not to like say that she's not special she's like so special but she's still one person and I can't imagine what I'm going to learn and create from all these other people because like I said everyone brings such a unique experience and it can be kind of overwhelming that we haven't experienced it. And, you know, I want to experience it all. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, definitely. I think that what you said, so many people, and, and we've had this experience too. And of course, talking to you today, that each person has such a special story to share. And if it would be such a blessing to hear all of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we want to thank you so much for coming yeah, thank on. You, thank you. Um, where can people find you and listen to your podcast? Uh, yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you. Uh, so we are Positive Vibes Mag. It's one word. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Our main platform is Instagram. We're also on YouTube and we upload the podcasts on YouTube as well. We have two podcasts up on the Instagram page as like IGTV. And then we also have our main podcast, which is on, we have it on Anchor. And so Anchor automatically puts them on platforms, which is amazing. So we have it on Apple, Spotify, other ones that I'm not really sure. But those are the main two. So Anchor, Spotify, and Apple. And we also have a website called Positive Vibes Mag, one word, dot com. And we have the RSS link there. So it's called the, our podcast is actually called The World of Positivists. We thought that because it would be funny to have Oh, we're a collision of positive advocates. And so we have it on the website too. So we have it like everywhere. And we have a LinkedIn too. And we post our articles and podcasts there too. So hopefully one of the platforms suffices people here. <laughs> wow, you've given some awesome. you've given us ideas. We're like, hey, wait a minute. We thought we were on lots of stuff. No, God, you guys seriously got it covered. I mean, you must have your little how many people work with you in your little team or whatever you call it committee yeah, right. or whatever yeah right now we have the editor-in-chief we have one of our writers and then we have the outreach coordinator so right now it's four of us but we had three oh we have another writer but um they have a full-time job so it's pretty busy for them and then we have another writer who unfortunately has to leave but they were able to contribute two amazing articles which have been released but they will be and then we had a writer at the time, but they got a full-time job too. And they oh, wow. had to, they had to leave. But that's amazing. I'm I'm really excited for these people. I wasn't because yeah. like they were like, Oh no, we're so sorry. I'm like, no worries. Like we want you to be successful. Like we we're so excited. I mean, the magazine will do okay. fine. We'll do our best, but you yeah. know, it's all about you. And you did you took this experience to expand your portfolio and I'm excited to see you actually get a job in this field. And so we just did a flux of hiring and so we hired like seven new people some are going to help with social media some are going to help with writing because we definitely need the help with writing because we have like four people recently reached out on doing some features Mm -hmm. and stuff and so yeah it's just so exciting (laughs) 
No, Alexandra's <laughs> looking at me. Hey, I, you know, my background, I, I taught grad school for over 18, almost 20 years. I can write. I don't know what kind of art. I mean, obviously, they have to be in realm of your theme, but, you know, something to think about. Throwing it out there. Yeah, cool. No, yeah, if you, I mean, no, I'm that? serious. Like, if you definitely are interested, we have this girl named Lisa. She contributed an article to us about dating and COVID, which is actually one of our most popular articles because I'm, because I'm wow. sure it was about COVID and it was super relatable. She contributed another one. So we're always looking for guest authors to share their experience, share their story. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of, yeah. One of our, one of my friends um, wants to contribute like a, an article on like a mental health CPR kind of thing, which is very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, we're it. always open and to different. Yeah. She's just, <laughs> Anyway, it's fine. No, that's okay. great though. I'd love to hear your perspective on things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. And you know, we're so happy to have connected with you. And the more people that we connect to, the more people we can reach. And we're just so happy about that. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Yeah. Alexandra, I want you to think about that as you study in the next few hours. All right. All anyway. right. All right. So you can find <laughs> us on <laughs> so you can find us on Instagram at coming underscore from the heart podcast. We are on Facebook coming from the heart podcast. We are on Twitter at CFTH podcast at CFTH podcast. And you can listen to us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you stream your podcasts. And um, we are partnered with Play Out Apparel, an all-inclusive gender equal company. So you shop your style, not your gender. So if you check out um, our link it's the link tree in any of our social media platforms and you click on play out apparel 20 percent of your purchase will go to immigration rights reform so please use the code heart podcast that's h-e-a-r-t podcast and again 20 percent of your purchase goes to immigration equality so thank you again zane thank so you much so, so much this was so so fun and uh you have a positive evening thanks everybody <laughs> for listening XOXO Helene.